You are now in tune to a 726 Studio production. Yo, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. I'm once again joined by Eddie Gonzalez, or as the government would refer to him as Eduardo Gonzalez. <laughs> he is a Mexican Canadian living in Taiwan. Um, the first episode we did together was on his show, and we did it here on Planet Josh. Then we recently did one back on Eddie Live again, and here we are once again. So welcome back, man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh man. You know, chatting with a fellow podcaster always makes life easier for some reason. For sure it does, brother. For sure it does. So yeah, man. Um for the people that are new to Eddie, the people sure. that didn't check out the first episode, let's just give them a little brief introduction into who you are. Sure, man. So I am uh, as Josh was saying, I am a Mexican Canadian. My parents immigrated to Canada from Mexico with my older sister, and then I was born in Canada. So I was the first one born there, uh, born and raised in Canada. And I came to Taiwan about um, about 20, 20 years ago now. So yeah, I came out here. The original plan was to come for a couple of years. And to be honest, it's a great place. I love it. And you know, one year became two, became you know three, became 20. So basically that's uh that's the short version so what do i do here i started i was coaching soccer out here and then you know i started teaching in english kindergarten stuff like that it was great loved it always had a good uh sort of rapport with kids and eventually i met uh, my wife and she wanted to change jobs so i told her you know what what's your dream what do you want to do and she wanted to do a coffee shop i told her that you know uh why don't we try something something you know that's a little bit different and we did. Sometimes different is good. Sometimes it's not. This time it was. It was pretty good. It was a slow, very slow growing thing. Started with a stand about fifteen, maybe maybe more now, maybe sixteen. I always say fifteen, but it's probably more now, fifteen or sixteen years ago. And yeah, now we we grew it up. We grew it to one restaurant and then two, and then a really you know big one and a small one, and then a medium one and a big one. Right now we're just on the currently on one big restaurant. Uh, fifteen years later and maybe maybe longer like i said and yeah it's pretty good uh, i plan on hopefully visiting my family this summer and after that then i will start again to look for you know some expansion plans and stuff like that yeah oh you said a lot there that uh, like <laughs> sorry yeah. that's no, intro, no no yeah. no yeah, to yeah, be no, able yeah. to summarize yeah. all of that just into that little you know <laughs> a lot of practice <laughs> <laughs> Well, you yeah, know. man, Taiwan, it's just something about the place that just pulls people in. I don't know. Like, great, great place, man. I'll Love be it, back. Dude. I'll be back in the near future as well. Okay, good. Who good. knows? Maybe by the time I know it, I'm looking at 20 years too, depending on where, where the tips fall, where, where, where everything falls into place and yeah. whatever happens. So, yeah, to be honest, I mean, uh, a lot of people that that don't come here they think that my story is very special but actually there's so many people here they come that you know one year two years and then you know you're living on this tropical island uh it's very safe you know depending on what you can do what you do you can you know you can make decent money uh it's like the the, the asia travel hub so you can go to 
you know, Thailand or Vietnam or wherever, anywhere all the time. I mean, it's really close. Yeah. So it's good. The only thing is it's, a, it's a little bit far from, from, for me from the West. So, so yeah. it's not that far, but it's expensive to travel to there. That, so yeah, that is the biggest problem. Like, yeah, but it's crazy that you mentioned it being like, you know, a hub to travel within Asia. However, yeah. I haven't done that. I didn't do that over my four years. Um, mostly because what two and a half was COVID. Yeah, man, you got a bad, bad timing, right? Yeah. yeah. But hey, the plan is this time, this second go around is, you know, let, let's see what's around in these other countries. Yeah, you should totally do that. I mean, I, uh, I like I said, I've been here for a long time. I've been working most of the time. But uh, yeah, I, I think somewhere Thailand is great. I love Thailand. It reminds me a lot of Mexico. It's a uh, you know, it's really hot, you know, like sour, spicy foods. People are really nice, you know, lots of beaches. So, so, and it, and it's really cheap. So yeah, I love Thailand. Uh, we did Korea and Japan. What else? Okinawa. Can't remember any. I, it, there's a, there's a few, but yeah, I, I can't remember them all, but those ones. Yeah. They were, I like, to be honest, Thailand is nice. It's, I come from a, from a, so my culture, Mexican culture, you know, beaches and stuff like that, but yeah. my family moved to, you know, like basically like the wilderness and the snow and stuff like that. Okay. But when I got to go to the beaches and stuff, oh, it's great, man. I love it. <laughs> so for yourself, you know, coming from that Mexican heritage, yeah, you come from that. However, you grew up with all this wilderness, snow and all that. And then you go to yeah. Taiwan where it's pretty like around this time of year, it's starting to get a bit warm. What's that? What was that transition like for you? Because I'm assuming because you come from a place where it snows, it doesn't yeah. get that hot. Okay. Um, so for me, to be honest, I was very, I don't know, for me, when I, I was a single guy, I was, uh, I, I don't want to say bad things about Canada, but I was a little bit bored. You know, I come from a really small town. It's beautiful. It's great to visit. But I was, uh, I think it was 22 or 23. And I was, you know, single guy and I was, I was kind of ready to try something else. And so I thought I've always wanted to go to Asia. Uh, say, for example, my sister, when she finished school, she went to Mexico for a year just to make sure uh, hers. Like we always speak Spanish at home, but hers is better because she, you know, she went to Mexico for a year and she like crushed it. So, so she basically perfected her Spanish. Like I said, mine is, is decent. It's pretty fluent, but uh, I, I want to do something different. So I've always wanted to come out to Asia and I came here and oh, man, it's just. You know, the uh, beautiful girls everywhere, hot weather. I mean, it, the food's pretty good. And and now it, you're able to get things that you kind of miss from back home. Yeah. But I mean, in the beginning it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, you can live here really cheap. You can, you can go out for like, you know, 200 US dollar steaks if you want. But you can also get like, you know, like you yeah, know, one, two dollar dumplings. Yeah, you yeah. can do it really cheap. So, so I like that. I, I, I like uh, it. It reminded me a lot of Mexico with like uh, the light, the night markets and kind of the, the later sort of night vibe because uh, Canada sort of after, after five or six, everything kind of starts to shut down aside from the bars. And yeah, it's a little bit, uh, it's warm. I think it's warm. Like, like Mexico, people are always chatty and talking and stuff. So yeah, Canada, it's a little bit different. They're a little bit more, it's a little bit more shy. It's a little bit, not shy, but it's a little more, I think, I don't know when I lived there, 
you know, people, people say they, they talk, but not as much as, you know, Mexicans are like, Hey, what's going on? And they want to invite you over for drinks and stuff. But yeah. No, it takes a little bit longer in Canada. Okay. Yeah. But that's kind of surprising considering it's like a smaller community because more often than not smaller communities are very like, Hey, come, Hey, let's hang out. Let's do something. Or, you know, it's for, it's for sure. It's for sure. Like that. It, it is like that there, but, but, not, uh, but not to the yeah. extent that Mexico is. Yeah, like Mexico, everybody's like always chatty and really friendly. Like, hey, you know, have a beer. Everybody, people are buying each other drinks and stuff. Yeah, Canada's the same, but like, you know, for example, I remember across the street, there was this rental property and, the, you know, these Canadian guys, they were moving in and my mom's seeing them moving in and she kind of opens up the window, you know, she's like, hey, and they're just like, uh, hi. And she's like, do you guys eat yet? And, they're, and she's just like, yeah, the people are like, no, we haven't eaten yet. And they're like, oh, she's come, come over for a burger after you're done. <laughs> And she's just, they're just like, okay, cool. So my mom's always kind of like that. So yeah, it's been pretty cool. Uh, Mexico is really friendly like that. Canada is very friendly as well. But uh, yeah, I, I like to say Taiwan is kind of the mix of Canada and Mexico. Okay. Because I think it's kind of like the best of both. I mean, like Canada's, you know, pretty safe, I think. Taiwan is probably more safe. Uh, Mexico has like the night vibes and, you know, the friendly, you know, super friendly people. And really family oriented and night markets and stuff like that so that's that's also similar to mexico hot weather you know mexico beaches and stuff like that so yeah it's good it's not quite as much as like thailand but i think like i said uh taiwan is the mix and taiwan's just it's super safe uh it's a great place for yeah. for, for for our family too you know you found like the perfect middle ground in a sense yeah exactly it's exactly it um it's great for, for I think I, it's good for kids as well. But uh, so the Chinese school system, Mandarin school system is very, there's a lot of homework and pressure and stuff. But I think if you as the parent kind of balance that, it's, uh, it's doable for sure. Yeah, because whenever people think of like Asian, like school culture, it's yeah. like you're in the classroom 24 seven. Yeah, exactly. And it's true like that, you know, like a lot of my friends back home, they had Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Grab my drink. And a lot of my friends back home, for example, are like of Indian descent, you know, from India or, or of like, like Asian descent, like from, you know, Taiwan and China and stuff like that. And those guys, like when they come to our school, they just, they're killing out. They kill it like math and all that stuff. They're always top of the class. So, you know, you, you're, you always wonder why. And, but when you come here, you can kind of see that uh, kids get, you know, they get a lot of that pressure and stuff like that. And my wife is Taiwanese, so she does, she does that as well, but not, not quite to the extent I, that I've seen before. I remember teaching this one kid English. Uh, he was probably, I don't know, eight or nine. And he was kind of like a little, you know, a really cute kid. You know, the, the parents are kind of complaining that he's a little bit short and he's always sick. And I said, well, he needs, you know, some exercise and some sleep, right? But they tell me his schedule and his schedule would be like uh, math, uh, violin and, you know, all this stuff in English and, and, and Japanese and just guitar, whatever, piano, all the way. Schedule was slammed. And there was one time where I, I called in and I said, you know, I can't do today. So, you know, I can, I'm only available now, maybe like 9.30 p.m. And she said, oh, yeah, that's fine. And the kid was like eight, you know. And I was like, what do you mean? That's fine. She's like, yeah, no, that's fine. He usually goes to bed at like 10, 11, because he's doing his homework. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's so bad. It was so much pressure for this little kid. And, and I went in there and, you know, so I was like, okay, well, I needed the money. I was like, okay, let's go in. And I did it once. And the kid was just like, oh, he was so exhausted. 
And I said, you know what, man, you know, you know, let's just have some fun. And then, you know, you can go home and, you know, you can go and you can just you know go to bed. And so, you know, I only did it one time and I told him, yeah, I can't do it. He's really tired. So it's, it's not good. And they're just like, yeah, I know we feel really sad, you know, cause he's really tired and he doesn't really get enough sleep and stuff. And I'm thinking, that's your kid. Put the freaking kid to bed, man. Don't put him in 15 activities yeah. that he doesn't want to do, you know, but just put him in, you know, but he, people here, they get caught up in, uh, you know, like a lot of like, uh, keeping up with the Joneses, right? Like everybody like, Oh, my kid can do like piano and violin and he can sing and he can do whatever. Right. So I think that that's slowly dying down, but they're more traditional for generations here. It's just like, my kid does this, 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 this. And then, if your kid doesn't do all that stuff, people are like, whoa, whoa that's weird. You know that, but for example, my kid, she does jujitsu, right? She likes jujitsu. And sometimes she does like art and that's about it. You know, cause she's, she's a kid and she, she should have yeah, time you, to play. And we go to the park a lot. Yeah. You can't put too much pressure on them because like you said, they're just kids. Um, I remember yeah. when I was growing up, sleeping at 11 PM was never something that would happen. More often than not, it's like nine, as it starts to get past nine, it's like, okay, you better go to sleep. And even if you're not falling asleep, you got to be in that in your room, you got to be in that bed laying down. Yeah. Because I grew up watching basketball a lot and I love the Lakers, yeah, nice. but being that they're on the West Coast, their games oh. start much later. So they would start at like maybe 8, 8.30 p.m. And so that means they won't finish until like 10 10 30 11 and it's like you know they let you occasionally watch a little bit of it yeah like, okay, like a tree you gotta go to sleep you gotta go to sleep you still can't watch it to the end yeah but, but when you go there and like that that was one of the craziest things i experienced at first because I, I didn't really have culture shock but seeing like high schoolers out in uniform at, that like, was crazy 10 p.m 11 p.m at mcdonald's doing homework like, a, a group of them and I'm like, wow. And this isn't just because they're just hanging out and whatever. This is just because this is a the time they just got to get something to eat, to go then yeah. go home. Yep. They just finished their work, man. They just finished their schoolwork. And it, it's tough because for me too, my first couple of years here, you know, I was younger. So I'd go out to the club and stuff like that to the bars. And I remember, you know, finishing work, you know, you go and, you know, you eat your dinner and then you shower up and, you know, you take the MRT downtown and there would, you know, it'd be like, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 PM and kids were just coming home and they're just like, kind of like uh, exhausted. And, and, and I was like, what, what's going on here? And, and all my Taiwanese friends were just like, yeah, that that's, that's normal. They're just coming home from school, coming home from uh Ushiban and stuff like that. So it's crazy. Man, I can't I can't really imagine what it was like in those days. Like I mean it's not that long ago, but still kinda is too. Like yeah. a lot has changed in twenty years. Especially like, you know, one, I feel like in general, you're seeing a lot of people from different parts of the world just migrate way more often now. Because I'm assuming back yeah. when you were in, when you just got there, the amount of foreigners that were in Taiwan was not, not much. near yeah. to what it is now. For sure, for sure. When I came here, um, stating right, so so it was a uh, yeah, 20 years ago. Uh, there were still like blockbuster videos and stuff like that everywhere, 
And, you know, I'd go in to like, you know, Friday nights, it was like my first six months here. I didn't really know anybody. So I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to get, you know, dinner and a movie and I hang out by myself and, you know, going to get, you know, some blockbuster or whatever. And I lived in a place called Tuchen. There was no uh, MRT. Yeah, it's just past Banshao. And, you know, I'd go in there and just walking down the street, people, everybody would just point, all the kids, everybody just point at me like, oh, you know, foreigner, 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 why go and why go and why go And you get used to that. And uh, it's funny because, yeah, I'd go in, I, you know, I'd go grab a movie and everybody in the movie, in the blockbuster would just be staring. And I'm just kind of like, and I was super, super shy at the time. So I was kind of like, oh my gosh, like anxiety, right? Like what's going on? Why is everyone just staring at me? And people would come over and offer me jobs. Hey, can you teach my kid? Can you do this? Uh, people, will, I, I remember girls being like, hey, you know, teach me English. And it's just like these beautiful girls. And I was like, uh, is this like a, what's going on here? And they're just like, yeah, no, <laughs> teach me English, teach me English. And she, you know, so yeah, so I did a lot of, you know, language exchange things and stuff like that. And sometimes it was teaching English and sometimes it was just, you know, dating and stuff like that. And it, it, it turned out, you know, it, it was fun. It was good. Um, it was a little bit weird. Uh, the cool thing now is that I live in the Tianmu area. And yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of um, foreigners here. There's a lot of uh, expats from, from like Japan and US and Europe and stuff like that. So we're kind of like normal here, which is kind of nice. So it's kind of like the happy medium for us. It's like a little, the, the Americans call it, uh, it's like a little, a little suburb, a little town. Yeah. And Europeans call it like the, the village, right? So it's like this bubble. And everybody that comes in here, you know, we have there's Mexican food, that's us, and then there's Indian food, and there's there's a lot of cool stuff out here, and nobody points, which is nice. So, yeah, uh, I don't yeah. know if that still happens in the small towns. I, I heard it might, but uh, it doesn't happen here, so it's nice. I think, I think like in Taipei itself, it still happens from time to time. Really? Yeah, especially like I feel like if you're someone of color, that's the, yeah. that's the oh, yeah. one. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. like in Tianmu, when you're there, it's like you're normally normal. that's that's the one place. If you're a foreigner, you can't talk <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. there's a high chance that almost anyone that you're passing can understand English. Yes, that's funny because my daughter needs to learn that. You know, because sometimes she's just like, I look at this guy crossing the road without you know running the red lights, and I'm like, okay, just you know, take it easy. But obviously she learned that from me. So, you know, what are you going to say? Right? I mean, where did, where could she possibly have learned that from? Yeah. So, so it's funny. I remember this one time we were in a shopping mall here and it was me and my wife and my daughter, my wife was paying some bill or something. And I had that same experience, you know, a little kid comes by and he just points at me like, why go run? Why go run? You know? And I have my little kid there. Right. And she's just like, no, he's not. He's my dad. <laughs> you know, because she was probably yeah my five or six and she's just like why are you pointing at my dad you know you're weird <laughs> type deal so it was funny it was a funny experience yeah, yeah. It, it's fun because for her like you know i'm just dad you're, yeah you're just dad it's it's not anything new to her to see a foreigner per se yeah no definitely meanwhile for like a lot of kids those ages it might yeah. just be the very their very first time seeing a foreigner yeah yeah no it's not insulting or anything it's just yeah it's just their first time i mean i can imagine uh if you go to i don't know a country where everyone's all you know like one color and then an another color person goes in there people are going to be like oh my gosh you know i actually uh i saw this there's this like meme going around like this spanish meme of this mexican guy right and 
he's not the best looking guy. He's kind of like he's let's let's say he's not a good looking guy. This Mexican okay. guy, and he's he's in Russia, right? Like I don't know if he's visiting or whatever, right? But he's in Russia, and the meme says, uh, "You're not ugly. You just need to come to Russia." And he's got this picture of these two like blondes. You know, Russian girls are gorgeous, right? Long got Russian girls here, and it's just like, yeah, you just need to come to Russia, you know. And yeah, it's funny because. You know, in Mexico, maybe he's he's not a good looking guy, but he goes to Russia and, and people are like, oh, my gosh, look at this dark skinned guy. He looks very different from us. And then, yeah, women jump on him. It, it's crazy that that's really what it is in life many times. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I always see people refer it back to like a bottle of water. If you buy a bottle of water in just the average store, like let's say 7-Eleven, it's going to cost okay. this amount. But then if you go into like this fancy business, fancy restaurant, that same bottle of water is going to cost more. So it just all yeah. depends on where you are. 100%. Yeah. It changes yeah. how people receive you. Yeah. You, 100%. You. Yeah. That actually reminds me of this, uh, this little story that I read where there was this, you know, this dying man. He has this watch. I don't know if you know this one. So, you know, he gives it to his son. He says, you know what? This is, this is a watch. I want you to, you know, keep it. And I want you to sell it, you know, when you need money. So before I die, I want you to go around and, you know, get a quote for it. And it's like an old watch, right? It's his grandpa's watch from World War or something, right? So he goes in and, you know, he goes into like this, this watch shop and, you know, the guy's like, hey, this is, you know, this is an old model. It's blah, blah, blah. You know, I'll give you $20 for it or whatever. And then, you know, some, he goes to another place and they're like, oh, this is, you know, this is junk, blah, blah, blah. It's not worth anything. Goes to another place and they're like, oh, it doesn't even work. You know, I'll give you. You have to pay me to fix it. And then he goes to a museum and then the museum person looks at it and there's like, oh, this is a, an antique, you know, blah, 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 watch from World War One. You know, I, I'll offer you, you know, $100,000 for it because we're going to take it. We're going to clean it up and we're going to put it in like a case because this is there's none of these left. Right. Yeah. So the value is very, very different, you know, depending on, on the person who's looking at it. Yeah. So. Like, I think that goes for like a lot of people because a lot of times when, when you get stuck in one situation, one place, you're like, man, I'm worthless here. Oh yeah, sure. But then when you go somewhere else, you realize, Hey, I actually fit in here or, or I can actually contribute something to this place. Agreed. It's just like with, with any tool, any, you can't use a hammer for a screw. A hammer is pointless when you're trying to screw something in. And a screwdriver is pointless when you have a nail. So, yeah, you're just at the wrong place if if you're not really, if things aren't going the way you want them to. Yep. Sometimes that's that's the case. Sometimes it may not be. You just have to change what you do. But I feel like many times it's just where you are. Like it, it can bring out something else in you. Yeah, I I think so too. Agree. Like like what about you? Let me ask you. So when you came out here. I mean, we've talked many times and yeah. we were kind of in a similar situation where we were both a little bit uh, like introverted and shy. Yeah. But then for me, when I came out here, I had to make the decision, you know, I'm, I'm starting again. I got to do something else. I really have to push myself to get out of that, you know, zone of just staying home by myself. And so I did that and, you know, really I changed my life. So maybe, maybe you can talk a little about that. Cause I, what was your sort of uh, situation with that? Oh man. Well, pretty much the same, like, you know, I grew up in a, well, I grew up in two different places, but I grew up in a very small town in Belize. And for the most part, I was just very quiet. 
I would go to school, get good grades, come back home. Like, I wouldn't even go many places. I was a very sheltered child in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I had the yard space, my parents always believed, like, you know what? You can just play right here. You don't have to go to this place, go to that place. Um, We had, like, a basketball hoop in the yard. So it's like, okay, you're going to play right here. And... I had some good friends. For them. From, they can see you. They're feeling good because they can yeah. see you. Yes, they can see them. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have. You don't have to worry about. Okay, we have to go to the park or we have to go wherever and, you know, monitor him. He's right here. There's nothing that can go wrong, or there shouldn't be anything that can go wrong right here in the yard. And so I would just play with my friends in the yard. They would come over. We would play football in the yard because we had a large piece of like space with grass so we would play there awesome um it would be at the seaside so occasionally we would kick it over the fence it goes down into the sea so yeah. we, have to, we have to run down to like a nearby wharf oh it really wash, it just luckily luckily it just always washes along the coast oh so wow you, you just have to get there very fast enough to pick it up probably mostly just before someone else gets it That's before somebody says part. hey free ball yeah you know because yeah. like now that I mentioned it, I remember once there was like a basketball or or a football, soccer ball, whatever people want to call it. I'm not sure which one, but anyways, um, it went over the fence. It went down into the sea. It went all the way down. It went further than usual. However, we would have been able to get it, but this one guy got it and he was no. like, you know, you got to give me $10 to get it back. And it's like, oh. uh, you know, the cost of the ball is probably around that. So it's like, you know what? You, you can just keep that because what's the point of buying a ball yeah. that just went into the water for the same yeah. price of you just getting a new one? We'll get a new one, right? So that, 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 that was the main challenge, you know, trying to get it before yeah. someone else would get it and maybe take it or, or end up in a very similar situation. But yeah, so um, growing up as a sheltered child, in a sense, you, you don't really socialize that much. And then yeah, it, it becomes even harder to socialize as you grow older because you're already yeah. used to not socializing with people. You got your own world like in your head, right? You're yeah. just kind of, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I can, I can do it without being social. You know, yeah. I can make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the only times I would really socialize would be, of course, in the classroom. Okay. Because when you're in a classroom, it's different because you have to see these people each and every day. Okay. And when you start to develop one or two, you make one or two friends in the class, then, you know, the people that they also talk to, you're going to interact with them a little bit more. And so that was it for the most part. Like if I would be out anywhere or it would be maybe like the kids or someone of... Of my friend, my parents' friends, or someone they knew, the interaction would be kind of awkward in a sense. At yeah, first, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I guess as kids, it wouldn't be as awkward because kids don't really care. But when you yeah, start like, getting into yeah. like late, like when you start getting to like 10, 11, getting closer to the early teens, it's not that same easy interaction as it yeah, used to be sure. when you were a little kid. Especially and if it's like a boy and a girl or a girl and a boy, right? Yeah, it's definitely yeah, even that, worse. Also, yeah, it's even tougher harder. for sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Now, I say all of that to say when I got to Taiwan, um, I had already started to transition out of it thanks to work because at okay. one point I had to work and I had to deal with customers. 
okay i had to deal with a lot of different people so you you get to have to start doing that however it's still not the same because that's still only within the workplace much like it was sure. within school yeah and so when i got to taiwan it was like okay it still still for the most part found one or two friends and that was pretty much it however as time went by i'm like you know what i i need to start like the same like you said i need to start being more open to whether it's like just hanging out with people at just a random yeah. park or just meeting up with people and just being able to talk and not be afraid of like man what if i say the wrong words or or, or just just yeah. talk because sometimes that's all you have to do because many times when you're someone that's shy you just don't even want to say a word yeah no for sure you you're so happy to just be like you're content being just silent you just, you don't have to say anything you only need to say something when you have to but yeah no i i grew up also like that like i had i had you know a good amount of friends and stuff i played sports but i was uh never like the top guy i was kind of like in the middle you know like kind of in the middle for most sports and even the ones that i loved i was still kind of in the middle and yeah you don't have to be you can kind of i would i would always be happy just kind of fading into the background you know be like yeah you know you know your teacher you know they asks a question or something never put up my hand you know even if i knew the answer and i'd be like oh my gosh you know which was rare because i didn't listen very much in school but <laughs> it's something you like you're like ah, you know i didn't even want to put my hand up you know I, yeah it, it was it was a it was a, it was a kind of a, a different different style and and now I can still once in a while feel like oh I don't really feel like talking but but it's I have to I have to shake that you know and 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 because when you do more when you come out of your shell a little bit more uh, and you become like not shy uh, you get a lot more opportunities in life and and that's that's what happened to me so I kind of made a made like a deal with myself a long time ago when when something when an opportunity comes unless it's like really like something messed up if i can do it i always say yes i'm like yeah let's just do it why not yeah so yeah that's what i do because more often than not what is there that you can lose because a lot of situations we don't want to go in there because it's like oh what if we mess up or what if something doesn't work out yeah exactly but when that doesn't happen we go right back to where we were in the big in the first place anyways yeah so to be like, honest like yeah who really cares if if you you know give a chinese speech or something and you see you know you fumble a couple words i mean who really cares like and nobody so so that's kind of like the introverted you know the introverted mindset you're kind of like oh my gosh everybody's everybody's watching everybody's thinking everybody expects so much from me and if i mess up they're gonna be like oh no you know it's not it's not good but yeah eventually you you start to think well everyone kind of has their own their own demons going on so it's all good but but you know the crazy thing is like being from a place where it's generally small like belize if if i go to any parts of the country there's yeah. a high chance i might run into someone i know for or sure I meet, or i meet someone that knows a mutual person okay and i'll be honest um belizean culture is very much we don't like to take anything seriously okay okay <laughs> every everything is a big joke it could be like a very very serious situation and okay that sounds like Mexican style, man. Like it just make everything into a joke, and even somebody like dying or something. It's just like, eh, yeah, like that guy, you know. <laughs> they always, crazy, it's like, oh man, like, like wrong, wrong place, wrong time. Like, yeah, yeah for way sure. Way too soon, but, and I think that's a reason why 
like I had a lot of I would say like fear in a sense when it came yeah, to no, for doing sure. things in Belize like because when you come from a place like that you're already a shy person and on top you already know in a place like this if you make a mistake or or, or, or so, some small little thing they might turn it into a joke yeah where you're going you see people it's like oh yeah that's the guy that oh that's the guy that you know fainted in grade two or something you know like something crazy right yeah it it, and and they'll like it sounds like mexican culture they will also they'll like keep that like forever (laughs) you will you will never outlive it yeah no matter how much you try like i remember it was in primary school for my graduation when you graduate, they want you to graduate in shoes. They want you to do okay. this. And, you know, they sure. always want to mix it up. So I got a new pair of shoes the day of the graduation. Yeah. And so there's like these little stairs you go up to receive the diploma. Like it was like a little makeshift. Um, I don't even know what you want to call it. Like a mini stage, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk up and you just walk back down and then you go back to the real stage where we're sitting. So on my way up, I take a... I, I, I miss I miss a step by mistake. I, I don't fall. I stumble, okay. and then I brace yeah. myself at the top stair and just bounce sure. back up really fast. But you know, you're going up there. You're supposed to get your certificate, diploma, whatever. You get it. You look and you smile. However, by the time I got up there, after that little stumble, like I saw a couple of my fellow graduating class, you could see like a little laugh in the yeah from them, sure. and even from some of the adults, like some of the yeah. parents that are there. I'm like, I'm a 12 year old, and yeah. you're a parent, and you're, you know, you're laughing at something like that. That's bad, yeah. Because so, like, I mean, you're still remember that shit. That's crazy. That's like scarring yeah. mentally, man. Yeah, yeah. Like now, I, like I look. The- yeah. I look back yeah. at it and laugh now, right? But yeah. in the yeah, moment, yeah. it was like, oh, man, I just got to get down man, from here really fast and get back. You're the stumbler, you know, for for whatever, right? Or some dumb nickname that, you know, forever. It's just, it's crazy. That's how it is, man. It, it, same in Mexico, same. You see, and, and like, I feel like in general, in, in but I, I've grown to not care in a yeah. sense anymore. Of course, yeah. Because I don't know, like, for my generation, social media has been a big thing. Do you think it's been good or do you think it's been bad? Good and bad, but I feel sometimes it's more lean towards bad. Okay. Well, in terms of the way the the average person uses it. Yeah, maybe maybe you can explain a little more. And I also feel like for me as a business owner, I have to be on everything. I have to be on, you know, Facebook and Instagram and, and then we do the YouTube and then we do uh you know I even did Snapchat for a while. I'm on LinkedIn. Shoot, what are the other ones? That just started TikTok because I've been releasing clip videos and stuff. And I have to be on all of them. But yeah, to be honest, it's I mean, you see little kids that you know, for example, I'm I'm a restaurant owner and right now it seems everybody just wants to be a TikToker or a YouTube youtuber or whatever right some kind of influencer and every business in this area like it maybe on the whole island maybe the whole world that nobody yeah. wants to do the job no one wants to do the labor job anymore and it's it's crazy yeah that's a, that's where we're transitioning into unfortunately um yeah like when i say t- social media is bad especially for one like when it comes especially being belizean culture not yeah. taking anything seriously a lot of the jokes about almost any and everything happens on social media. Um, okay. Like you said, the 
the expectation that, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And that's about it. But then don't get me wrong. It's okay to take that avenue. Yeah, for sure. Money, for sure it is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think too many people are focused on just that. Yeah. And we fail to realize that if each and every one of us take that route, we literally don't have anything else that will it's actually a lot of be able to. And we won't like the businesses that actually finance these things won't exist because we're all going towards that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like I remember even with my podcast, my nephew, he's like, what, 10? He would ask me like, so uncle, how much money have you made? I'm like, I don't make any money. So in his reaction, he's like, um, so why do you like, so why do you do it? Because yeah, yeah. the, the everything comes back to money. We don't do anything for any it's other true. reason, especially when it comes to social media. It's true. And I honestly in interview a lot of YouTubers that are full time. And those guys, they, they have to go out. They need to, it's almost like making a movie. Every video, they go outside. They have to first brainstorm, find an idea, go outside, set up the cameras, set up the lights, you know, record, find guests if necessary, find locations. They do all this stuff. If it doesn't work, they got to redo, 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 redo. Then when they come back, they got to sit there for hours. They have to have like a, a decent, you know, computer. They got to cut and, you know, chop everything up and they got to make a thumbnail. Then they got to make a headline. There's a lot that goes into it. And then they click upload and they just kind of fingers crossed. You know, a lot of them say that some of the videos that they thought would like explode that they thought I nailed it. I'm going to kill it with this video get hardly any views. And then sometimes they just put a video up for the sake of putting a video up and it blows up. It's you know, crazy. It's a crazy life. Yeah. I, I feel like when it comes to stuff like that, more often than not, it's the ones that you just put up that things happen for them. I, I don't know why. Yeah. Because for just some reason, going, right? Yeah. I, th I think it's just too easy for like, I think, the other ones are very simple and straight to the point. And I feel like people have very short attention spans now. Oh, man. Look at TikTok, right? You, you people just swipe through. What is it, like 15 seconds or something? They just A keep TikTok scrolling. Video? Yeah. Like, and don't get me, like, I don't really use TikTok. Um, yeah. It happens to me on Instagram. Sometimes I'm just scrolling. Okay. But then I'm, I'm not really big on that type of stuff. I'm, I'm more yeah. of a within the 15 minute range 15 to 20 minute video we'll okay. watch that um the okay like once a week twice a week watch a hour-long podcast hour sure, and a half, sure. two hours you know yeah but i think that's that's one of the hardest thing is to and and i think it's very fresh it can be very frustrating at times is in that sense of you put in so much work to yeah draft up this idea you put in all this work to edit, publish, and then it doesn't go the way you want it to. It's tough. You know, for me, I interview people and, you know, similar to this. And sometimes, you know, you'll get a guest and you're like, oh, this guest is massive. It's going to be, it's going to be great. And then it doesn't end up being that great of a video. And then the views are, are, are you know, not what you think they should be. And, you know, maybe the person doesn't even share it. Like, it's kind of like, ah, what's going on? You know, that's tough. That's ah, tough. Man. Yeah. When you said that part about the person not sharing it, that not even has, sharing it now. <laughs> that, that, that has to be one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to sure. the podcast. Like, for sure. And 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 the worst part is if it's a and I'm not trying to blast anyone, but hey, if the cat if the cap fits, you know, yeah, it is sure. what it is. Yeah. But so many times you have guests, and it's like, hey, don't like 
like remember to share remember to share or or you tag them in something still don't share and it's like yeah ah. and, and it's, what yeah. makes it even worse is it can be a it's probably a guest that asked you hey can i can i be a guest on your show that's happened for sure yeah and, and those are the ones that really bug me the most like now if yeah. it's someone that i had to reach out to like hey can you can you make the time can yeah. If they, if they don't share it, I don't feel that bad because it's like, okay, yeah. I'm the one that really wanted them to be a guest. Yeah. It's, it's tough, man. Doing a podcast is a tough thing, you know, because uh, it, it's fun and it's kind of, it's easy to set up kind of, but it's to get it, you know, to, to keep going with the podcast, to keep going with, uh, you know, like everything, anything in life, really, like you just got to keep going. And, you know, when we started the business, probably the first 10 years, we, we broke even or, or lost money. And, you know, every year we're just like, you know, what are we doing? Should we keep going? Should we keep going? Cause for example, being from Canada, living here, I can, I can, you know, teach, teach English, you know, pretty, pretty, I like it too. I like kids. So I can do that. It can be, you know, pretty, pretty easy job for me. Yeah. And yeah, get pretty good money, you know, no evenings, no weekends. So, you know, you're doing, you know, you're killing yourself for 10 years and you just think, what is going on here? So I kind of have the same outlook, I think, with my, with the podcast. Like I haven't, I've made a little bit on it, but not, not really, but I have some ideas to, to grow it. But it's also tough because I'm also really busy, right? I can't put like the podcast full time. I can't do that full time. So it's like, you know, I got to, I've, I've bought some software that that's, you know, it's not quite ready, but it, it will be able to help me chop my videos up and edit and stuff like that with AI. Of course I have to, you know, look through it and then make sure it looks good. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of things I'm, I'm working on, but I mean, like for example, a full-time YouTuber, my stuff won't be as good as theirs because they're, they're sitting there full time yeah. for like days and days and days in front of a camera or sorry, in front of the computer. And uh, I can't do that because I got, you know, I got the family, I got, I got the business, I got a lot of things going on. So, yeah, I mean, and the business is, is a, it's, it's good. It's pretty good. It took a while to get here, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too, because it took you so long for the business and it is where it is now, you, yeah. you have to put much more of your focus on that because it's more important. Yeah. By far. And, and that, that pays the bills. And, and that's basically, you know, like, uh, for example, we want to go back to Canada this summer. And I mean, yeah, I mean, the money is coming from, from the restaurant, right? So, I mean, ideally, I would love the podcast to, to make some money, but I think I, I've been monetized for a few years already. And I think I maybe two months ago or three months ago, I got my first like YouTube sort of check. It was like a hundred US dollars, like 90, 92 <laughs> for like, three years or something like that like it's, yeah. it's crazy it's crazy so people are like oh wow that's that's pretty good i'm like three years you know nine ninety two dollars for three years that's you know that's you can't get a wage like that that's it's crazy all but i do it because i love it right yeah all, yeah because all the time you put in all the money you've spent on different yeah. equipment spent way more than ninety two dollars <laughs> yeah uh, and that's the crazy thing you know like when it comes to stuff like this more often than not, you just have to start it and do it just because you enjoy doing it. And yeah, you have to love where, it. Where, yeah, it goes wherever it goes. Yeah. And yeah. And also you were talking about guests and, and sometimes like I, I had my podcast a couple of days ago and yeah, it was similar because 
we were talking about the same thing where I would sometimes get people who are like, they keep asking, they keep asking to be on the podcast. But I also remember like for, again, this one guy popped into my head and he's a nice, super nice guy. Like when we had our restaurant in Denshui, um, you know, business was all right, but there was this, you know, there's always, there's some foreigners in Denshui. This one kind of, I think it's Canadian. One guy would come up and eat all the time and he was kind of like a loner. So this kind of person I will always sit with and chat with. Right. And I was, you know, sit, chat and have a beer with, and, and it was years and years of that. And, and I, and I remember this Facebook post, somebody looking for Mexican food. This was years ago, like a long time ago. And then a lot of people are like, Oh, it is Cantina. It is Cantina. It is Cantina. And then he responds. He's like, yeah, it's not bad. You know, I've been there probably, you know, like 20, 30 times. And I'd say I was satisfied maybe 60% of the time. And I'm just like, what? What? And I'm like spending my time because I'm feeling bad because this guy has, this guy's a loner and you can tell he's a loner. You know what I mean? And then he comes out and, and says that. And it's just like things like that. That stuff is, is, is it kind of stings. It hurts. And it's also, it kind of half hurts and it's half like, well, you know, screw this guy, you know, yeah. we, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, this guy, all he had to do was be like, yeah, that place is great. I've been there. And I would have, you know, freaking, you know, kept on going. And so, so anyways, years later, I think the guy, the guy writes a book or whatever. And I always have authors and stuff, especially foreign authors coming out here. Yeah. And, and, and he kind of hits and he hits me. I was like, hey, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. You know, and, and I'm just like, uh, man, I saw what you wrote. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, just, just, you know, when you're, just don't burn bridges. And, and I'll probably have the guy on eventually because I'm not like some super petty guy, but it, it's just like stuff like that. You remember that, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and it's, it's the craziest thing for me is because everyone feels like they're supposed to be a guest. They feel, they feel entitled to be a guest. Exactly. And yeah. Like, why would like, I not been a guest? If you if you have a certain person on the show, it's like, oh, um, how can they be a guest and I haven't been a guest as yet? Yeah. Or oh, that happens like a lot. That. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. Like, you just feel like you know where you want to go. You you have the vision in your head yep. of what you expect from the episode or, or what you expect to be the kind of content you have for your for your show. Yeah. And exactly. So to put it as blunt as possible, you that person might just not fit the mold. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. 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 And some people some people are, you know, the conversations that you have with them, they're 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 fine, but this somebody's like, you know, they'll say always something on, you know, that tolls the line of like maybe racist or maybe some kind of like uh you know, sexist or some like homophobic or whatever. It's like I'm not trying to bring that on the show. You know what I mean? Like I just, I, you know, like politics and stuff like that. I, I, first of all, I don't know much about politics and I'm not really interested and I don't really want to talk about that, you know, cause there's enough, you know, news and the news is always bad about, you know, crazy crap happening all over the world. I don't really, you know, I don't really care about, I mean, I don't want to say I don't care, but I don't want to, it's not nothing to do with me, man. I don't want to be out there promoting, you know, whatever yeah. Harvey Weinstein or whatever like but I don't know and, I don't know that, about and that that's stuff. the thing yeah it's your, it's your show so they're gonna say okay yeah. because Eddie have had them on to talk about this yeah this is probably where Eddie stands in regards to whatever it may be oh well. yeah Joe Rogan gets blasted all the time because he'll be he'll have some guest on and somebody will say something he'll be like oh well, that's it oh Joe Rogan is a racist or Joe Rogan is this and that and it's like what are you talking about he just it's crazy 
And and it, it's a very fine line between wanting to have a variety of guests with many different opinions and yeah. just making that one mistake to have someone that goes a little bit too overboard. Some racist, homophobic guy or something, you know, something like that. Yeah, it's it's like, like, damn. Goes against every, almost each and everything that... That you stand for. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I remember uh, back, in, I can't remember how, how many years ago it was, but Trump was, I don't know. I, th- I think he was trying to get into office. It was a long time ago. And he's good friends with Dana White. Right. And I'm a big UFC fan. And somebody was out there blasting, you know, on my UFC posts for like my business and stuff. They're like blasting uh, Dana White because and UFC because he's friends with Trump. And then I, I actually replied, you know, I, I, t- I wrote like this whole long story, basically, that when the UFC was new, uh, nobody would give them you know, a venue to, to you know, to, to show their events. And then Donald Trump actually helped Dana White out. And so he helped him out and he helped him launch the business, basically. And so, of course, he's friends with him. Right. And of course, he will support him if he needs support. Right. So I put that whole story out there. Right. And then. He's just like, oh, you, you, you must be a white supremacist. I'm like, a wh- I'm like a white supremacist. What? The- <laughs> I didn't even know I was white. Like, you have to be white to be that. Like, what are you talking about? You know. So it's crazy. Like some, some, so something like that. I don't want that anywhere near. You know, my my podcast. I don't want a guest like that. It's it's crazy. So we do kind of have to filter things. Yeah, unfortunately, the guests. I mean, and you know, like. This is just from my experience doing it. Yeah. And it's really hard, especially when it's people that you know. You might not be like friends with them per se, but these are people that you see on a regular basis. Sure. Interact with them, wherever it may be. And it's like, hey, put me on the show. Um, put me on, let's talk about anything. That one has to be the worst one of the worst suggestions I always get. It's like, yeah, then we you can sit talk- there. We can talk about anything. I'm like, oh, man, yeah, we'll see. But like, you know, you, you have to at least give me a reason why we should. And I'm not saying I'm anyone important because I'm just the average person in a sense. Like, but it's your like, show. It's your yeah, show. Right? Like, you get to pick. Yeah. But then people will look at you like, oh, you think. Oh, you, you think, think you're, you're something because yeah, you, you think you're too good. Case. Your show's too good to have me on in, and it's, that's Mexican style, right there, dude. That's hey, that's Indian style. That's yeah, hilarious. The, that's a very similar <laughs> style, unfortunately. And that's like, so funny, man. Oh my gosh! I don't know if this. He is thinks the way he's good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this is the way you think, but this is for me to anyone that wants to be on anyone's show. Yeah, at, at least understand, like, know what you're going on. Like, yeah, know yeah, what yeah, that person yeah. talks about um when you approach them like before i approached you like i found out about it because i saw it was the rushi episode because i saw okay. someone post it so i said oh interesting let me check this out and then i started to watch i watched like maybe three or four episodes before i reached out to you because i'm like okay, okay. i have to i have to get an idea yeah you know, i just don't want to be that person where it's like to keep oh, hey, hey yeah. put me on a podcast just because I want to be on a podcast because yeah. I, just because I've seen people go on it, you know. Yeah, I, I watched the one with um, what's his name? Ah, I forgot his name. Something. Oh no, um, Blazian. Um. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Um, Brandon O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's then, great. Yeah. 
And then I think it's the one with the guy that used to do the radio, the American guy. Like, oh, yes. Uh, uh, Rick Monday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now that guy got the best voice for, for the podcast, the best radio voice. And his yeah. stories were great, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I listened to a few. And I'm like, okay, I, I have an idea of what to expect with Eddie's show, right? So when I reach out yeah. to you, I'm like, okay, this is what, blah, blah, blah. But I remember in the early stages, someone had reached out to me and, and, to an extent, they might be right because coincidentally, I had two people on the podcast or, or three that had something going on in terms of like okay. entrepreneurship because one guy had his, both two guys had their own brands and one person was an author. However, oh, and one was like a videographer and everything, but I don't yep. look at those things directly as just the business itself. I'm looking more at the bigger picture in terms of, you know, like for a videographer, he's he's just someone that's doing something that he enjoys doing. With a sure, company. yeah, yeah. Um, the guy that start one that started a brand, he's an athlete that started a brand, but the brand is secondary to him being an athlete. And so someone had reached out to me, and they're like, you know, and this up to this point, I already had like two or three episodes talking about something mental health related. Another about. Yeah. Yeah, studying, yeah. studying abroad um trend, like what it was like for me to adjust to this new country and someone messages me and they're like so you know i recently started this blah 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 um i know your show is about i know your podcast is about entrepreneurship and i'm like um i in my mind i'm like i don't really think that's what I tried, that's a message I tried to push across. I don't think that was yeah. a message in the majority of the episodes. And so then and there, it's like, ah, okay, yeah, maybe I, I, I don't think I'll have you on the episode. I was blunt. I was, I was like, um, not really. That's not re what I really talk about. So, you know, like that, that's a very, I might have had an entrepreneur on, but that's not the whole point of the thing. You right? Know, yeah. Like, like, and that's the, that's the thing with anything. Whenever you're approaching someone, you have to approach them from the angle where you know they want to see things from. Yeah, and for sure. At the for same sure. time, you're like, let's say you had a show about entre like running a business, yeah. starting up your business and everything. Okay. Maybe I have a small business as well. I know that. Okay. I, I approach you, Eddie. I have this yeah, business course. that's going on. Yep. And then while we're discussing all of that, I can go into something else that I want to talk about as well. But if I'm not, I agree hundred percent, man, that's anything beautiful. that's of interest to you, it's like, yeah, you know, would you really want to talk about it? Yeah, no, I understand brother. I also feel it's funny when people will interview me or they'll ask me about the podcast. I'm like, Oh, you watched it or you saw it. That's great. You know, like, I'm, I'm like, I had a, just a few months ago, I had this, uh, a Canadian guy who was, he loves Taiwan and he's visits, he visits here once in a while and he comes in and, you know, he sits down and he's eating and stuff like that. And I'm like, Hey, how's the food? He's like, Oh, good, good, good. And, and then he started talking about the podcast and I'm just like, you watch the podcast. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I watched like almost episode. My favorite episode was, uh, blah 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 and i was like whoa and then i'm like i'm so interested because it's you know everybody always wants to talk about the restaurant and, and it's great and i love the restaurant but it's been it's been like 15 years of talking about the restaurant you know what i mean and yeah. it's good and when someone wants to ask me questions we just had like a tv show come in and ask about it for sure i'll always do that 
But if someone is like, hey, you know, I, I saw this episode with uh, that fighter, you know, that Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, black belt guy, and, and I love this and that. And I was, it's like, wow, that's awesome. You like that? That's, I like that, you know, so it's really, it's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I've definitely had some people come on uh, just, you know, to kind of finish off your point. Come on. And like, they're asking and they're asking, oh, I love the podcast and blah, blah, blah. And then they come in and we set it up and I'm like, okay, so just want to make sure, you know, if you're, if you're a vegetarian or if, or if chicken's okay. And they're like, what? Or, what there's food? I'm like, you haven't seen any of the podcasts and they're just like, oh yeah, I watched them. I'm like, eat in every single pot in every single episode, you know? And it's like, you have a beer, you have some food and, and they're just like, oh. And it's, it's like, what? They're like, well, I don't want to eat. <laughs> like, we're in a restaurant, man. Like, what are you talking about? So, so yeah, I've had that a couple times. And it's like, uh, so now I have to, when I'm reaching out, I'll be like, I have like, it's not written down, but like a list of questions that's like, hey, you know, chicken or this or this or this or this, you know, vegetarian, you know, vegan, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, because, yeah, in the beginning, it's like, oh, I didn't know that. What are you talking about? That means you're not watching anything. That's crazy. You're like, no, you're insulting me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. So while we're on the topic of like podcasting and everything, was there ever a moment in time where it's like, man, I, I don't really want to keep doing this podcast? Oh, yeah, man. So that's happened with my business many times. And that's happened with my with my podcast many times uh, because there was a, a point where I was able to get like a like a small sponsor, right? Like they were giving some stuff out. And they started to, they, to, they're like, oh, well, let's put this big signage here and let's change this and let's change this. And, you know, and, and that was a point where I was like, oh, I, I think I won't, I won't reach out really for sponsors unless it's something that I really like, like, for example, like an Elgato or something like that. Yeah. I use all their gear. I love that. Like, so I would reach out to them, but I mean, like something that's not that I wouldn't reach out to. And also I've, I've had it where, you know, you get a couple of, 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 I can't really say a couple of maybe like not great interviews in a row and then the views are crap and then you're not really enjoying it. And it's like, oh man, like this is, and then, you know, you're, you know, it's, it, it does take a lot of time to prep and it does take a, you know, a lot of time to do it. And then you're promoting it and stuff like that. You're buying software so you can promote it and stuff. Yeah. And then you get to the point where you're like, well, would anyone really care if I stopped, you know? And, yeah. and, it's just like, would anyone, you know, really care? And, and I think, well, I have to, I really just, I, I kind of do it for me. I like it. And, and it has helped the restaurant a lot, to be honest. Uh, and it, it's been good overall. Like, for example, my YouTube, what is it? Pay, partner program, like income is, is like nothing. But um, yeah, like people coming in and, and the people that we've met and stuff like that, and, and just busying up weekdays and and just keeping things a buzz and stuff like that. Yeah, like it's been good. It's been pretty good. But there has been many times where I thought we I would rather just take my kid across the street to the movie theater or to the park than sit there and and, and chat for an hour, hour and a half with someone that I don't really know. Yeah. But I'm really you know I just it's hard. It's it's definitely hard. Yeah. What 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 would you say is something that or, or something that you do that helps you to kind of fight off that feeling of you know what let's just uh. for me I just I just usually uh, because I've just been battered by the restaurant you know like mentally and so I kind of just I dig into that because we've gone to there was a time where 
we only had the other restaurant, which is kind of like a smaller one. And, you know, we just had the baby. Uh, there's no money in the bank. And, you know, there's not, it's not really looking like there's ever going to be money in the bank. You know what I mean? And, you know, my wife kind of, she's getting grumpy. She's saying, Hey, you know, you say, you know, every year you say next year is going to be our year. You know, every time it's New Year's Eve, it's like, Hey, next, this year is our year. This year is, and I still do that like now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was like, hi, cause I can go and teach and, and make okay money and, and just have weekends off and then kind of enjoy my life a little bit. It'll make, not enjoy it more, but have an easier life. Yeah. And, and I just thought, you know, this one guy who had another Mexican restaurant downtown, he, he basically talked so much crap and we put the restaurant up for sale and, you know, and I had no idea what, what a selling price would be. And so I just put, I said a million, right? So I said, okay, it's up for a million, whatever. And we put it on the, on the market. And this one guy who talks a lot of shit and had his own restaurant downtown, rich guy, he comes around and he's like talking and then he's kind of like, no, not this, not this. So he offers us like something like one-tenth of the price, like something ridiculous. And I was so pissed off that I said, you know what? I'm going to make this, make this freaking thing work because this guy's an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I got to make sure... Yeah. No, no, no. I can't just stop my dream. I got, I got, we got to do it. We got to make sure it works. If I got to learn how to do ads, if I got to learn everything, I got to, I'll just do it. I have to just learn what I got to do. So yeah. So I dig into that because yeah, the, the podcast is similar. Like it, there's no income, but I would like there to be eventually. That's not the main, the main point. Uh, some of my main goals are to get some of the, some of the, you know, some pretty big celebrities on as well. And I have had some and it's good, like big CEOs and stuff like that. Yeah. And I love it. So I, I just, I do it because I love it and it's fun. But yeah, I mean, I've also had some, some famous -ish people on that have given like the most boring interview, you know, and I'm just like looking at the clock and I'm like, Oh, this one. Oh no. And I've got all my questions ready and I've blasted through all the questions, all the pictures, and it's like, it's only been like 20 minutes. Just like, oh. It's like hell. Oh no. Oh. I'm just sitting there. Like, what do I do? I'm just trying to be like, poke them so that they'll open up on something. And then usually, you know, after you do this for a while, you can find something, but there's just times where you just kind of look when I'm doing like the face-to-face -face interview uh, on the behind the wall, behind the, behind the guest, there's a, uh, there's a watch, uh, a, a clock, sorry. Uh -huh. And then I'll just kind of be like talking to them. Oh, you know, certain ones, not a lot, not a lot, but I'll be like, Oh really? And then I'll be like looking at the clock. It's like, oh, you know, so yeah, it, it's happened. And then I'm just thinking to myself, what am I doing? You know, my daughter's sitting there and she's bored and I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? But yeah, there has been times, but I kind of dig deep into that. And I do, I do believe that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So I'll keep going for sure once a week let's go yeah it can be very it's, it's, frustrating at times like, yeah. like you said especially the ones where you feel like okay i got this guess this this is gonna be a good one yeah and it's not even close yeah it's you're like you know i had this one 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 girl who's a comedian a comedian and she just was she would just like give one answers and just kind of like question everything i asked her and i just oh man by the end like we kind of won her over a little bit and we just it turned out to be a decent one but the first 
while was just like you just you can just go back and watch it and see my face like oh my god what am i doing here so yeah it's uh it's funny but yeah and, and it also makes it like if i think if you do things like that and you do them live it just kind of gives you that really like super adaptable mindset and it's just like i always say yes i'm like all right let's do it all right let's do it oh we need a catering for 50 people tonight I'm like all right okay what's your budget oh it's a good budget okay i'll just do it if i have to come here overnight and make everything i'll just do it you know just just do what you got to do right that, hey, so gotta, i think i think podcasts are great and i think everybody should just keep going man for sure you you should be careful nike might come for you what's that who nike would they'll just oh, yeah. do it they might oh yeah just do it just oh, do yeah. it <laughs> cop, cop, copyright strike yeah. right there. there you go sorry bro <laughs> yeah, yeah. no nah, but it, it's it's true it can be frustrating at times um yeah, it's tough. yeah and and the hardest thing when it comes to any content is making sure the beginning of it is catchy enough to make yeah. you want to continue to listen to it yeah that's and, tough and it really yeah. sucks especially when the best part of the episode the best part of the interview is way at the end later right yeah because no I think one's that's gonna when you need stay. to do clips yeah 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 i think that's when you need to do the clips and stuff but i just i mean i have plans to do it but i just it's tough you need to like make another day and just sit there and just chop up your podcast and which is totally worth it i just it's tough it's, so for me because we do it every week i sometimes feel like like that hamster wheel like again like oh yeah gotta get the next week oh who's and you know you talk to a guy and sometimes you book somebody like a month in advance and they're like asking you all these questions and i'm like dude you're like four weeks away <laughs> stop bugging me type deal you know because i mean i'm like i'm taking care of this week and then you know all this and that yeah it's it's crazy it's kind of crazy but i think you know, i kind of live there in crazy I think doing the every week is what makes it hard for you to make the clips yeah that's it for sure yeah because while you're there busy focused on this week by the time you're finished with this week you don't yeah. even have time to worry about that episode anymore you're, you're already focused on the other one and then it's an endless cycle 100 and unfortunately you you uh you forget sometimes like you forgot how awesome that video was and then i'll go in and i'll start doing clips and i'm like oh this this was a great one you know it's like damn you know you forget how good that one was or that's crazy man so yeah i'm trying to yeah like i like i said i bought some i bought a software there's a couple other monthly softwares that will do it quicker than what I, the one i've got but i bought a, a, a lifetime to one software that should be able to do that for me where i can just upload the full the full uh podcast hour hour and a half whatever it is and then ai will choose different you know points and then kind of like you know 30 seconds before 30 seconds after and just be like boom 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 and then you're just like okay this one's good this one's this one's good and then just start posting it yeah you know and it's not like i don't want to rewatch it i'm just busy yeah yeah and like that that's just the way it is honestly like yeah especially when you have a lot going on you can, yeah, you can only yeah. give so much you're you're one person you know yeah it's tough and, and you, you try to replace things with with technology but it's it's still not the same as if you have a guy who's there full-time editing and making everything perfect or doing that yourself it's just it's tough for sure because like you say you're using ai right yeah to an extent the ai will only do so much and also yeah, like sure. you know 
the AI might not do, like might not make the clips that you would have actually picked. And that, exactly. that's, the, that's the tough part. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I actually saw this video of uh, somebody who's made like a like a timestamp thing and, and I can kind of set it up on my uh, stream deck where if something good happens, I just kind of click this button and it's like a timestamp to be like, hey, this was a great part. Go back to this and then clip that. So I just, again, you know, you learn all this stuff, but implementing it all and, and using it all, it, it's crazy because... For example, later I've got to, you know, a couple staff meetings and I've just, yeah, it's the weekend. So I got to take my daughter to the park and it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I live in chaos, I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just live you, in it. Yeah. You, you yeah. make your work. You, it seems like you yeah. love being in that chaos. So yeah, I do love it. It's just sometimes you're just like, I get home and I've got all this stuff I got to do. And I, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to watch a movie on Netflix. I'm not going to do anything. And I'm a big movie guy. I don't really watch much TV, but movies I love. So I think yesterday I watched two movies in a row and I was like, Ooh, this is nice. Yeah. It's like two old ones that I hadn't seen in a long time. And uh, this is great. And I enjoyed it. But then after that, I'm like, oh, I should have done something. I should have made those clip videos, but I didn't. <laughs> it's always the clip like, video. One of yeah. my cousins told me this and he's, he's someone I usually talk to about stuff. He's been on the podcast numerous times. He, he was okay. like, you know, Sometimes your best work comes from doing nothing because when you're not focused on it, then that's when the ideas come to you. That's true. Because sometimes when you're, when you're too focused on something, it, it you feel pressured. It, it's very forced. And yeah. it's like, yeah, it doesn't come out the way it should. Yeah, I 100% agree. You know, I, I, I actually am looking forward to uh, getting out of here this summer because I have a core group of pretty good pretty good staff here and i would like to see them run the place without me and my wife and 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 july is, is a good time because it's slower so if it it, it most likely won't explode like with people more yeah. than you know a few times during the month so it's a good time to kind of like delegate and yeah and that's something i've been trying to like do myself and I, and I have done a lot of that but uh my wife and i do the business together so she she's a little bit more like a like a, like an ocd so she will kind of be like she's very hard for her to delegate stuff and as soon as somebody messes up she just jumps back in and does everything again and i'm trying to pull her out of that because i do want to expand and i do want to do different things and stuff like that so i think for me one of the pod the, one of the things that the podcast does is it's like a therapy actually for me. Like I can go out and I'm, cause I'm always thinking about this, all the crap I got to do. Yeah. Right. But if I have a guest in, it's not about me. I'm just trying to talk to this guest, you know, let's share what these guys are doing. So it's kind of like, a, it's almost like therapy for me, honestly. So it's been great, man. So it is hard booking all the people, but, uh, when I'm actually like right now and I'm sitting down, I'm like in that flow state of chatting and I feel great. I love it. It's like meditation. And you know what's crazy is it really shows that it brings you a certain level of peace in a sense and, and okay. takes you takes you away from the craziness that surrounds you. What makes yeah. it more impressive is the fact that you do it within the restaurant. And that, that would make it so much easier for you to become distracted and focus back on what is happening there. Yeah, there's been a few. There's been a few times where, where they haven't turned out very good because I've been distracted. One of the keys has been getting the headphones. That's been great because then I'm kind of like I'm in I'm in this world I'm focused on 
uh, on this person. Cause you know, there's been, I've had, I've had some crappy ones where, you know, they're telling me like their, you know, life story. And I'm like, Oh really? Yeah. I'm like, Hey, this fucking guy needs water, man. Get the water to the table, you know? And it's, it's bad. And I've, and I've been, I felt bad, but it's, it's yeah. So I think when we upgraded sort of the audio with, with this and then, and then, and then the headphones that's helped a lot. Cause you know, you do that. And it's, I think some people, they don't like to wear the headphones, but I think I feel when you wear the headphones, it's more intimate. It's like an intimate experience. Like yeah. I'm here for you. I'm only listening to you. Like right now, the restaurant was pretty full. You can see people going in and out. In and out yeah. But I, I mean, I haven't really, I haven't gone and said, Oh, Hey, you know, like this guy's here or that guy's here or whatever. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm focused on this. So like I said, it's also, it's also like, like, uh, like meditation, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. yeah Same brother. here, man. Like, like, honestly, it, it's something that just is, it's nice. It, despite all the stress that it may bring from time to time. Yeah. For when sure. you're actually doing it, you forget about all of that. Yeah. You get into that like flow state and you're just like, yes, nail it. That's yeah, you're at, you're at peace. It's it's just something you enjoy doing. Yeah, I love it, and I love and I love learning about like, you know, te- the tech that goes with it. How can I make better audio? How can I make better video? You know, have my little uh, stream deck switcher and stuff like that. I love watching videos about that because I think, oh, I can implement that. And yeah, it's been really cool. Yeah, you know, dual dual you know dual angle cameras and stuff like that, and it's fun. I love that. Yeah. To be honest, if 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 I just learn something very small as okay maybe i should put the microphone this way instead of that way yeah. when i look at it, it it makes me feel like man i really accomplished something because yeah when you just 100%. learn one little new thing whether it's that in your promotion of the episode the way you do the episode or the, even the behind the scenes yeah like like it just brings a certain level of accomplished like you just feel accomplished yeah like okay yeah. man like this is really satisfied yeah. yeah yeah satisfaction that's the right word like like i also feel like uh, it's similar to me like i try to make it like a one percent one percent better every time that that the, i read that somewhere you just make it one percent better every time and yeah that's worked for me you know i, I think I've, I've i've tried to do that if i go back to the beginning you know yeah definitely it's, it's quite a bit better the gear is much better. Everything, everything is, yeah, I think it's, I think it's 1% better over, you know, a hundred and something, 195 episodes is, you know, almost 200% better. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And then eventually I'll get a thousand percent better. So we'll see. Yeah. That's, that's just the way everything should be. You, you aim to just yeah. improve just by just a little bit. Yeah. And then eventually you get to the finished product that you want, or yeah. you might, you might even get past what you expected you would, where you would get to yeah for sure i think so i think so 100 yeah. percent, bro well to wrap things up it's been a good one as always thanks brother always anytime um, anytime you need me <laughs> needed, i feel like we both needed to get out a lot of these like the yeah the the i'd say our pet peeves as it relates to podcasting for sure bro yeah yeah 100 you know and i think uh I don't know when you're coming back, but when you do, you're welcome to come in and, and let's let's try a different format. We'll do something. Maybe we can uh, we can even do our own podcast. Who knows? Yeah, because I, yeah. I think the flow is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we we will figure something out. And well, um, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Don't forget to go and check out Eddie's ep- um, show at Eddie Live. I will put the link in the description. And y'all stay safe. Y'all stay blessed. Peace.
Thank you.